Hey, it's Kathy. We have an amazing episode for you today, but before we jump in, I want to tell you about something so fun. In case you don't know, there's another really special place where I gather together with women and we learn and I give guidance and we're practicing the art of manifestation. It's a place where our community can expand their abundant energy alongside other like-minded women. It's called the Abundance Collective. The Abundance Collective is perfect for the person ready for regular masterclasses, support, Q&A sessions, networking, and live calls that are all designed to help you stay in a high vibration so that you can manifest all the things that you desire into your life. And for a limited time, doors are open so you can join us in the Abundance Collective, which is only $127 per month. This is such good stuff. We make things so much harder than it needs to be. And truly, our job, as crazy as it sounds, is to learn how to feel good, is to learn how to become magnetic by thinking and feeling how our future thinks and feels. Seriously, I want to show you how to do it. You're going to start walking into synchronicity. So if you want to be a part of this, I'm so excited. I'd love to see you in there. It is such a sacred space, and I would love for you to see what it feels like. You can just join it. It's month to month. Go to kathyheller.com slash collective so you can join us now. Clarity comes from actually doing stuff. You cannot wait to take action for clarity to find you first because you're going to be waiting a heck of a long time. If you're a person who's looking to have more purpose in your life, if you're saying to yourself, I don't want to just go to work, I want to do my life's work, this is the show. This is the show, don't keep your day job. How do you figure out how to take your passion and turn it into a profit? Life is too short not to wake up every day excited. You've got something that you've got to share with the world. I'm positive. That's why you're here. The show will not just give you inspiration, but some real life tools that you can start to take some real action week after week so that you can not just go to work and build someone else's dream. You can do the thing that you've always truly wanted to do. Make yourself the happiest version of you. My name is Kathy Heller. I'm so happy that you're here. 2018, this is going to be your year. Thanks to Ritual for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Forget everything you thought you knew about vitamins. Ritual is the brand that's reinventing the experience with nine essential nutrients women lack the most. If you're ready to invest in your health, do what I did and go to ritual.com slash dream job. Our show is also brought to you by Daily Harvest. Go to daily-harvest.com and enter promo code dreamjob to get three items free in your first box. That's promo code dreamjob for three free Daily Harvest cups at daily-harvest.com, daily-harvest.com. Thanks to Skillshare for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Skillshare is offering our listeners a limited time offer of two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash dreamjob. That's Skillshare.com slash dreamjob to get two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. Act now for the special New Year's offer and start learning today. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. How are you? Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I'm really excited. Stephanie Crowder is here today. You guys are going to love her. She is cut from the same cloth as all of us. She is somebody who wanted to create something that felt like she could be herself and do awesome things that were out of the box. She's got great business sense and she's also just super likable and down to earth. Um, She's a mom. She likes tacos. She lives in Louisville, Kentucky. She spent most of her life in Chicago. She's got great stuff to say. We're going to bring her on in a second. We're going to talk about how do you build a business? What are some of the basic, important, foundational steps everybody needs to take to grow a hobby into something that's extraordinary that you can live off of, that you can just thrive from? Before we get into that, I just wanted to say I was walking around Target earlier today and I was like just taking a second to like observe people 
And I notice how people are like walking around and you can see that people are like not ecstatic, you know? And I was thinking about like where I was over the last few days and I kept pausing to just like notice the people around me. And I had a dinner party here a couple nights ago and all the couples were sitting down to dinner and we opened a couple bottles of wine and everybody was just being so honest and it was so lovely. You know, one, one of the couples started talking about like an argument that they had and then another couple was talking about an argument they had that week and we were all sort of like laughing about it because it felt so good to not feel so alone when you sometimes are like having a difficult moment you're struggling in your business or struggling in your marriage or struggling in parenting and you feel like you're the only person having that problem and I just started to like notice I started to pause sometimes and like look around and realize that like for the most part whenever I would pause and look around wherever I was no matter what the demographic no matter how much money the people around me had whether I was in a fancy hotel or I was just walking down the street or in Target wherever I am You just notice that everybody is sort of like caught up in their mind and people have all these thoughts and for the most part like people are stressed out and I just wanted to say like give yourself a break once in a while like have some compassion and just know that you are so not alone and every single person is struggling in a different way you know like everyone picks their own flavor of suffering and what stresses them out and what stuff they're like sort of mulling over but the mind is like this this thing that's designed to think about things and be concerned about things and sometimes worry about stuff. And so we just have to be aware of that. And we have to know that that's kind of what minds do. They look for stuff to be stimulated by. So sometimes the most stimulating thing is to like worry or stress over something. And really, it's just sort of the nature of the mind. So the best thing to do is actually feed your mind with other stuff that's really stimulating, that gets you excited, that gets you interested, whether you're online and you're researching or you're talking about your business or you're having a team meeting or you're just putting stuff out there, you're creating content. I'm telling you, one of the reasons I think I've been happier and had more like peace of mind as I've been happier in my career is because it literally fills my mind with really fun, cool, interesting things to think about. And my mind gets so stimulated by it that I can like sit and work on a project and I'm so in the moment. I'm so in the flow. You know, I'm just like right there excited and and enthusiastic. And so what I want to tell you is there is such a need for you to start your thing, whether it's a blog or you're going to be teaching yoga or making candles or dancing or making cupcakes. There is such a tremendous need. The world needs it. The world needs more people who are engaged, who are thriving, who are excited doing that thing because during the time that you're spending working on stuff and you're busying your mind and you're busying your hands working on the stuff that just feels fun to play with, you're going to be happier. You're going to be present and you're going to be excited, right? And so you're going to be working and chewing on stuff that actually is going to keep you away from maybe like thinking about the past or being anxious about the future. And of course that stuff comes up, but it's so great. And I also think in addition to our own selves and how that can just be such a way to have more well-being, I think that also the world is so in need of more levity. We need more good stuff and we need more passion and enthusiasm that's sort of like bringing just yummy things to the world, whether it's your floral design shop or you're making hand-lettered goods. We just need more of that. So please, I want you to know that 
it is all doable and it is all possible. And so I've decided to take this to the next level. And some of you know, I started to do like some work on a course and I decided how do I really put this into actionable steps and give you guys exercises and tools and break this into a curriculum. So I'm working on a course, which I will be rolling out really soon. And I've been so loving having this beta time where we have some students in the beta program. They seem to be really loving it. It's been awesome to get to talk to them and find out what their ideas are and give them 16 different ways of how to monetize that passion project. And it's been so cool to see the light bulbs go off. And it's been really cool to see them getting into action and knowing what action to take. And I'm watching them take those steps and I'm watching them turn these ideas into a full-fledged business. So, so I will be rolling out that course very soon. If you want to be in the know when that course is going to be out and available, then you can go to the show notes on iTunes or you can go to the show notes at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com and you can click on the link and you can sign up so that you're in the know when I release that course. Also, if you sign up and you want to be in the know, you'll also be alerted because I'm about to do this challenge, this free few day challenge where we're going to like give you some exercises and give you some stuff to be chewing on and working on so that you can take this passion and take this hobby and take this idea that's been like in your mind or, or even if it's not an idea, even if it's further than that and your idea is already now like let's say at level two or level three, this is going to be a challenge that's going to help you just raise that effort to the next level and level up in your business and turning that passion project into a more sustainable, more scalable, thriving business. So go to the link on the show notes um, and you'll find it there and you can sign up to be alerted about the course. But what that will also mean is that you'll be alerted when this challenge comes up and this challenge will be a free challenge that I think will just be so much fun. So go ahead and sign up. So the last few weeks I've been doing this thing where I'm telling you about two of you who I'm just so inspired. There's so many of you and I've been finding you guys through Instagram. So thank you for coming to Instagram and following me and messaging me because I answer all my own DMs. So you can come find me at Kathy.Heller, C-A-T-H-Y dot H-E-L-L-E-R. And here are a couple of you who I just want to, I want to raise a glass to you. So Tanya, she reached out to me. She said, I've never been able to sit through a live video so long as yours today, but I love how you just show up as you are walking around with your little one in Target. There are so many standards we feel like we have to live up to these days and you're truly a breath of fresh air. I'm finally taking the leap and starting a podcast. So thanks for being my inspiration. Thank you so much, Tanya. That was so sweet of you to say. She was responding to a Instagram live video I was doing when I was walking around with my daughter in Target and just talking about what it's like, the struggle of being a mom and having some mom guilt and wanting to be perfect all the time. And I'm so excited for you that you're starting a podcast. That's amazing. Um, I can't wait to hear more about it. So Tanya's Instagram is multipotentialliving. That's the handle. And she's got really cool stuff going on over there. And apparently she has a blog about multipotentialism and she's trying to discover how she can be the best she can be. And I think she's awesome. So if you guys want to follow her on Instagram or message her and give her some support, tell her you listen to the podcast and you're just a fellow listener wanting to support her and her adventures that would be awesome next person i want to give a shout out to is stacy stacy sent me a note she said i've been listening to you for a bit now as i've previously said i'm a musician singer songwriter too i absolutely appreciate you in so many ways i've started my own business now teaching guitar lessons which opens so much more of my time to work on other things that i want to accomplish you've done so many things that are on my radar and i'm so grateful i found you i have 26 guitar students now and i'm a part-time nanny i'm making enough working only 30 hours a week to make what i need i can now start working more on music and the other things that really make me feel alive thank you thank you for saying and doing all that you do to inspire us out in the world, striving to live the way we'd like to and do the things that we love. 
That is amazing, Stacey. I'm so proud of you. Um, I think that's awesome that you are taking the initiative and having the courage. And yes, we have to raise our standards and decide enough is enough. And we can do this. We can do this just because it's not been modeled for us does not mean that there's an incredible tribe of people waiting to soak up all this goodness that we have to offer. And there are so many ways to figure out how to come up with an idea that somebody else is interested in supporting, whether you're making art or you're creating a service or you're creating a product. There are so many ways to stand out and to really think about who you're creating stuff for and be consistent and create content. And I want to keep talking about it. So thank you. Stacy's um, handle on Instagram is Stacy Stringham to Spain. And if you want to give her a shout out, let her know that you're proud of her. I think that it's incredible. I think that most people just keep their head down and they don't think about these questions. Am I really happy? Am I really fulfilled? I think that it's scary. I think that we all know that we are so powerful and we know deep down that there's so much more we want to do. And sometimes it just seems so overwhelming. And what I want to do is shake that up because I don't think it has to be so hard. I don't think we have to be so hard on ourselves and come up with something so perfect. I think we can just start. And I think by doing stuff, what happens is that we do make mistakes, but then by being out there and being uncomfortable, we learn a tremendous amount, which we can then learn how to like make changes and tweak things and get feedback and just keep going. And it's okay. Life can be in pencil and we can just start. And it's amazing how we will be led. We will be led to our gifts and we will be led to the thing that we do that most lights up the world. And we will find our tribe of supporters and people who want what we're creating. And in the meantime, it'll be the adventure of a lifetime. Okay, before we go on, let's take a second to thank one of our sponsors. Thanks to Ritual for supporting our podcast. So I chose Ritual because I just realized that I don't spend enough time thinking about what I'm putting into my body and I wanted to make more healthy choices. So I figured this would check the box every single morning. I know I needed vitamin D and Ritual is the first vitamin I can remember to take. It's one step. It's an easy self-care practice. Ritual is made in the USA without synthetic fillers or colorants. Ritual not only contains the highest quality nutrients on their website, they actually publish all their ingredients, all their sources, and back everything up with research. You can literally go on their website and find out everything about what's in their product because they want you to look under the hood. Ritual service is subscription-based, so there's no gap in nutrient levels. It's only $30 a month delivered to your door. Buying the Omega-3 yourself is the cost of a ritual bottle. Fill the gaps in your diet with the best source ingredients. Forget everything you thought you knew about vitamins. Ritual is the brand that's reinventing the experience with nine essential nutrients women lack the most. If you're ready to invest in your health, do what I did and go to ritual.com slash dream job. Your future self will thank you for taking ritual. Consider it your lifelong health 401k. Why put anything other than clean ingredients that are backed by real science in your body? Go to ritual.com slash dream job. And now we're going to bring on Stephanie Crowder. So Stephanie Crowder, she was working at Groupon in the early days um, before it became as big as it is. She now works at Fizzle.co. If you guys don't know Fizzle, it's an amazing resource for entrepreneurs. They help entrepreneurs with every aspect of their business. Um, And she's one of the leaders over there. She's just like the coolest person. So I'm so happy that she's here because she's going to help us really start to talk about, okay, so we have this big picture goal. How do we break that into like bite sizes and how do we start getting to work on that? All right. So let's bring on Stephanie. Stephanie, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I am stoked to be on the show. Oh my God. I'm really excited because you are like the perfect guest. So you have a lot going on. You have a, mm. your own podcast called Courage and Clarity. You also put out a lot of great content and blog posts and you have a lot to say and you speak a lot of places about this. 
Let's talk a little bit about how you even got there. What's the backstory? Absolutely. So I uh, I describe myself as a business coach and a podcast host. I run Courage and Clarity. Like you said, it's been around for about a year. Basically, it's one part inspiration and one part instruction for anyone who's going after what they love in business and in life. And that's Amen. going great. Yeah, it's super fun. And I'm also a co-host of The Fizzle Show. And with that, I'm actually also part of the team over at fizzle.co, which is a platform for courses, community, and coaching for entrepreneurs. I'm the director of member success over there. And I've been doing that since 2015. So uh, in the time that I've been with Fizzle, we've seen like 10,000 entrepreneurs come through our doors. And I've just had the the pleasure and honor of being sort of the customer person on the team. And before that, if you rewind the tapes even further back, I got my start in more in the corporate side of things. I was in Chicago for about eight years. And back in 2010, I joined this weird little startup company called Groupon. <laughs> At the time, oh, it was nothing. Oh my God. Yep. I was in Chicago oh getting getting like the first emails that they ever sent, the deal of the day. It was summer 2010. I was like interning at that point and it was a, kind of a dead end. And this friend of mine said, you should see if you can work at Groupon. And that's exactly what I did. I ended up at sales at Groupon, and which is headquartered in Chicago. And this was 2010. I was employee like 400, early 400s. And by the time I left five years later, there were over 10,000 employees around the globe. So to say I had a seat on a rocket ship is an understatement. It was an incredible ride. I knew very little about sales. And I was kind of, it was baptism by fire. I ended up being successful there. And I ended up starting a sales training department. And by the time I left, I was the director of training for North America. I was 26 mm. years old. <laughs> and wow. I was like, what am I doing? It, it was great. Oh and I was, I got to manage people. I had like the mentor of my life there. It was a phenomenal experience. But what ended up happening for me is I was actually lucky enough. I know this is not the case in all companies in the corporate world, but I did have female mentors above me who were uh, further along in their career. And I, that's a blessing, I know. But I started yep. to notice this thing about the women who had advanced further than me, which was that they basically had to make one of two, to me, impossible decisions. They either made the strategic decision to not have children or right. they did have kids and their husband was at home. And so they had a stay-at-home dad situation and they were in the office from you know seven to eight or whatever. And man, right. like I had all the respect in the world for them. They're some of the most brilliant people I've ever worked with. And I'm sure I'll probably be saying that for the rest of my life. But I just couldn't reconcile it. It was like this, this, there's something about this that I can't quite get my head around. Yeah. I remember like yep. spearheading meetings with HR and being like, maybe like, maybe there's a way, maybe there's like a, a work from home culture we could start here or daycare <laughs> on site. And there was, there, there was no openness to that. And I, yeah, I just couldn't get out of my mind. I was like, this is not sustainable for me. And I started somehow, I can't even remember how it happened. I got turned on to Pat Flynn's podcast. This was probably like 2014. Mm-hmm. Smart Passive Income, mm-hmm. which I'm sure a lot of people have probably heard of. And I just heard these stories of people earning money online. And I was like, what is this? And, you know, Pat Flynn is one, he's always inspired me. And he was talking back then about why he got into business, which was because he wanted to be the dad who got to walk his kids to school. And it resonated with me. And I was like, at that point, I always say, it's like, I woke up from the mate, like you're in the matrix. And I was like, okay, now I know that this is possible and I can't go back. 
<laughs> so yep. that's kind of how I got that's my right. start. So from there, I really started to be like, okay, I have to build something for myself. Yeah, I'm so glad you're saying this because I feel like women are sometimes like trying to prove themselves and, and not even like talk about this aspect of their lives and just act as if like it's all perfectly dialed in. But this was definitely one of those things that I came up against as a hurdle. And I kept thinking like, how am I going to be myself and be fulfilled and be a mom? Like, mm -hmm. I know that that's a value for me. And I have three little kids and that is something that I wasn't going to sacrifice. And yet... I saw my mom when I was growing up lose her sense of self because yes. she gave up her career and like that also wasn't like the way, you know? And so you've really blazed a trail and I and I get what you mean when you're like, I see inside the matrix and I'm like, I can't go back. Yes. And I love that. There's so much out there. It's just not necessarily what's been modeled for you, but there's mm -hmm. all these unconventional out of the box ways to make a living doing your thing on your terms. And it sounds yes. crazy when I say that out loud, but now that I sit where I sit and I know people like you and I know so many delicious people who are doing stuff that they love, I'm like, yes, it totally is possible. So Absolutely. let's get a little bit into the smarts and the wisdom and all the stuff that you're going to help us put in our pockets and take with us on this journey. So you've really looked at the business world from all different sides and you had a front row seat watching Groupon become what it was. And you've had all these other parts of your life where you've been able to like really get inside and seeing what makes a business work. If I said, okay, well, let's break this down into like a few chunks. And I want to know, how do I take this thing that I love and turn this into a full-fledged business? What are some of those things that you're going to tell me that I need to do that are a must? Like, what are some of the ingredients that go in that recipe? Mm, yeah, that's such a good question. One of the first things I like to focus people on or that I even try to focus on constantly myself is breaking what a business down is to like to its core is actually a really simple thing. It's simple, but that doesn't mean it's easy. And what I mean by that is a business is really audience and product. And that's about it. You really need people who are going to buy something from you. And you need a thing that people can buy. Like, really, that's all we're talking about here. Like I said, it's a lot easier said than done. But that's really all it takes to earn an independent living doing something you care about. You got to have some people and you got to have a thing that they feel right. is, is worth paying for. So when we look at it that way, it kind of comes down to, okay, like I think there's something approachable about that where it's like, well, how do I pull on any either of these levers at any given time? How do I grow an audience? How do I build a product or a service that's really going to resonate with the people that it's aimed for? So over at Fizzle, we think of business building in three phases. So I can share them. Maybe that might be a helpful place yeah. for us to start. That would um, be great. The first phase is really getting a sense of what you do for who and why. So this is where we do things like defining your audience, right? Like who is this even aimed for? Like you have something, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you have something within you that you want to do, that you want to get out into the world, that you believe can make a difference. But you have to figure out who that's for and what it is that those people are looking for in their own words. And that's really the key. So one of the big milestones that happens in this first phase of business building is having real conversations with customers, which I know scares the pants off a lot of people, yes. but 
it's really not that hard to have an exploratory conversation with customers, not asking them, hey, what do you think of my idea? But really understanding their current reality. Like, where are they right now in their own words? Because a lot of times for people who are building businesses, they're building a business because they're scratching their own itch. A lot of us start things that we that we think to ourselves, man, I wish I had had this. Like, I, I'm almost teaching myself from a few years ago. But the problem with yeah. that is we understand the problem much differently being on the other side of it. So one of the big issues that I see people running into is marketing it as such, like using terminology that's not going to resonate with somebody who's at the beginning of the journey. So the first mm-hmm, thing we really mm-hmm. need to do is study what that journey is. Like when people come to the table and they have this problem, what does it look like? What does it sound like? What does it feel like? What does it feel like to have the problem that you want to solve, not what's the solution, because people aren't necessarily buying the solution. People are buying a transformation. They're buying a promise of their life being a different way, whether it's they want to lose weight and look better and feel better in their skin, or they're buying, you know, I don't know, some beautiful um, diffuser that's going to sit on their desk and and put these oils into the atmosphere that are going to enhance your brain because essential oils are so big right now, right? So it's like, what is that transformation? that people are really looking for and and having like immersing yourself in the customer's environment to understand how do they describe the problem? Uh, What have they tried? What doesn't work? What would they like to be different? What would it be if they could wave a magic wand? It's really the first phase of business building. Like if you're at the very beginning and you're sort of like, I have an idea, but I don't even know where to begin. The first place we always point people to is talking to real people, talking to real people and studying them almost like a scientist would. Gosh, that's so cool. It makes so much sense. I talk about this as well. And um, I'm creating a course for Don't Keep Your Day Job listeners. And that's totally part of it is like validating your idea and understanding that like you actually don't have to do this alone. Like you get to make what people need and want because you're going to ask them Mm -hmm. and you're going to try stuff. And a lot of times what we're doing is we're sitting in our own heads. And the reason we can't get something out is because we're not sure if it's what people want. And guess what? There's a whole way to do that. And it can be really fun. And you can do like beta groups and focus groups. And you can just try stuff and get out of your head and get some real actual data. How does that apply though? to somebody who is a maker of something that feels much more purely artistic. Like, I make pottery. I write songs. I'm doing a screenplay. I'm writing a novel. So I'm curious what you would say about that because we just talked a little bit about solving people's problems and creating things that people need. What if I'm, I'm sort of feeling like I'm listening to you right now and I'm like, that's so exciting, but like, do people really need my hand lettered goods? Yes. Really need, is it really solving a problem if I make the best cake pop? So how do then I know how to understand where people are at and how to help them with what I'm creating? Yes. This is a question that I've been thinking about a lot lately. And I've been trying to kind of like study and I encourage people at home to do this as well is study and observe examples in your own life where you have invested or purchased something that uh, is absolutely, I always think of this as the difference between painkillers and vitamins, right? This is like one example that is used in the business world is are you selling painkillers? Like people are in pain, they need your solution. Or are you selling Mm -hmm. vitamins where it's like you're enhancing someone's life and the vitamin conversation 
can be a lot more difficult, right? So what we're talking about is-, is True. That's true. Yeah, it, yeah. it is. Because the painkillers are like, okay, like it feels like my arm is getting sawed off. Like give me the painkiller. So I've been trying to observe examples in my own life of things that I've bought that are totally, totally vitamins. And actually I kind of just gave a spoiler because the one that I've been thinking a lot about is this essential oils movement. I mean, here we are in March, at least in March of 2018. I don't know about you, Kathy, but I just feel like the essential oils thing has just taken off. I know so many people who are investing. It's true. No, it is true. Yeah. And it's like, and it's like, they're very expensive. It's like this teeny tiny little bottle is like $30 or something. And yet people of all different income levels are, are, buying this. It's not necessarily just people who have tons and tons of disposable income. Right. Why? Right. What's the story there? And there is quite a story that goes with it. It has to do with chemicals in your home. Uh, I have some friends who are heavily involved in, in one of these companies that does essential oils, and I'm pretty interested in them myself, I have to admit. And one of the, one of the stats I heard is that women will put hundreds of chemicals in their body, on their body, by the end of the day in one day. And so the essential oils movement is all about, you know, cleaning your home in a different way, um, putting things on your skin that are not filled with chemicals because we know that cancer and all these other illnesses are lurking around the corner. So there's a story there. There's a story about overall health and about longevity, peace, feeling good in your mind, things like that. So I would say with whatever it is, even like, you know, art, I was thinking about an example of art, you know, people will invest in like a beautiful piece to go over your mantle of your fireplace. Why? It's hundreds of dollars. You don't have to do that. Well, what's the story that goes with it? Think, you know, you have to get the customer thinking about what would it feel like to be sitting around a roaring fire with this piece of art anchoring the room? Does it inspire conversation? Does it inspire feelings of relaxation? Does it somehow have to do with the family values that you're trying to instill in your children? What is the reason for it? So it's not just like, you know, this is a hand lettered sign, but what's the, what's the why behind the why, I guess is what I'm saying. It's really funny because I've been, this is like a joke on (laughs) people have been making fun of me for lately. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll see, I have this obsession with this new coffee mug. It's called Ember and it is a coffee mug that is controlled by your smartphone. It can hold a charge and you will appreciate this as a mom of three little kids. I'm one of those people who likes my coffee super hot. It'll keep it really hot for a couple hours. And this mug is $80, okay? People are like, this is... I've talked about this on on The Fizzle Show and people have had some strong feelings about like, how could you spend that money? But it's my understanding that they're... (laughs) It's my understanding that they're doing really well, this company called Ember. They're in Starbucks around the country because there's a story there. There are moms like us who... My one thing that I give to myself every day, even on my craziest day, is a really hot cup of coffee. 142 degrees is the number that I keep it on my smartphone. And I love it. I love it. So talk about like the ultimate vitamin, all of that to say just that it's, it's really about the story. It's not about just the features and benefits of the product. It's really about how it fits into people's lives. I think. Yeah, totally. Like I was thinking when you were talking about all these different things that I've spent money on that like don't necessarily solve my like pain, Mm -hmm. but they just add vitamins to my day. And I was thinking about this watch that I have. It's a Kate Spade watch and it's beautiful. And where it says like, you know, on the face of the watch, it says like one, two, three, four. And then instead of the the number five for five o'clock, it's a martini. Oh, I love that. (laughs) That's awesome. And like, whenever I look at it, it just makes me relax. Like I just take a deep breath. I'm like, that's right. 
it's wine o'clock. Like, I get to give something back to myself. Mm -hmm. And I feel like they figured out who is the audience for this watch. And this person is just going to go, you know what? Just having this on my wrist all day, even at 11 a.m. when I look at it, I remind myself not to take it all that seriously. That's genius. And so I feel like we forget that our favorite things to actually you know, spend money on are the things that just lift us up. You know, it's the music, it's the concert tickets, it's the comedy show you're going to, it's the painting. So you need it all. Like whether it's solving your pain and it's a necessity because you have to have this couch or you need whatever, you still want it to feel good. And so all of it is so important. And I want to make sure that all the makers, whenever, whether you're making something that's like vital for someone to like survive through, through the wilderness or you're making just something pretty, there is a place, there is a tribe for all of that. So keep going because you talked about the yeah. first one, which was what do you do and for who and who's your audience and go talk to real people. What's number two and what's number yep. three? So the second phase really comes back to that core that I mentioned. It's the engine of your business. It is, I mentioned audience and product is really at the core, right? So when you get to phase two of business building, congratulations, you know what you're making, you know who it's for. You've got a website up probably. You've got your shingle out there on the internet that says, hey, I exist. And now it's time to move on to how do I really make this thing fly, right? Like how does this thing go from being a beautiful idea in my heart that I've been hanging on to, to you know, being held and touched by real people out there, whether it's a product that is physical or it's a service that people get to take advantage of. So then it just becomes a game of how do we pull on both of those levers. So looking at audience specifically, what is going to be your primary mechanism for connecting with people? I know everybody out there probably has different feelings about different mediums. You know, some people are like, oh gosh, I don't want to have to start a blog or other people are like, oh, don't make me do YouTube. Whatever you feel like lends itself to your skill set, to your product, allows you to more than anything, I think when we talk about audience building, it's about connecting with customers. It's about, you know, we talked a little bit about that story behind your product, whether you've got the painkillers or the vitamins, you have to have a place to showcase it and to connect with real people, to inspire them, to help them, whatever really the purpose and the mission of your business is, you've got to have that audience component. So when people get to phase two of business building, we focus them and ask the question, how are you going to grow? How are you going to connect with people? Uh, Hopefully there's an email list involved, right? Because a lot of us have probably heard the adage that you want to build an audience on not on rented land with like Facebook and Instagram, the algorithms. These are amazing tools, but how do we meaningfully grow a group of people that are going to follow the work that we put out there? So creating content of some kind to build that know, like, and trust factor to get people to follow us in a, you know, just in a a, a genuine way, not in a pitchy way, but just in a, you know, they're interested in the mission. They're interested in what you're creating. So the audience piece is is huge. And then there's product, right? So that means uh, this is what I love. I think maybe more than anything is you sort of already mentioned it when we were talking about beta testing and things like that. It's really about launching an MVP, minimum viable product. If you're putting a course out there, for example, it doesn't have to be the most crazy bells and whistles version of your course that you can possibly think of. This is a big, big mistake that I see people make when they come to us at Fizzle is they'll be like, I want to start a membership site. It's going to have this, like, it's going to be this crazy platform. And we kind of have to be like, whoa, 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 that's a great dream, but it doesn't have to be so complicated. That's expensive. And when you start, it's actually amazing how 
bare bones it can be to be really successful. So I'll give you a real example of this in my own business. So since starting Courage and Clarity a year ago, it's kind of transformed all on its own to now I'm starting to host group coaching programs. I started by doing a challenge back in January and it really went it went really well and i added a lot of people to my audience so i decided to see if there were uh, if there was enough interest in going deeper because i heard people say I, it was called the the most productive week ever challenge it was a 5 day challenge that is the cutest thing in the world <laughs> i love that title it was title really fun so and it went really well and i taught my 15 minute planning method which is designed to help people sit down one time on a sunday for 15 minutes with a pen and a notebook plan your whole week once and actually get stuff done and uh the there was just so much, again, going back to listening to your audience, I did this because it was fun for me to do, but I noticed just how much um, traction I was getting. So I just, I literally threw out in a Facebook group that I run for the Courage and Clarity community. And I just said, Hey guys, like, are there enough people out there who would want to do this to, to go deeper with me? Eight week program, call it 795 bucks. And I sold it out. I sold it out in a couple of days and I had no sales page and I had no oh real plan other than knowing that I can deeply impact people based on my experience. And I tell that story because I just want people to know how reachable it is. Like, I think that we, we look up to our idols and we think, man, like you look at, you know, Marie Forleo or Amy Porterfield and oh my gosh, the things they put out there are beautiful. There's B school. And I can't even imagine what goes into that, right, right. but you can make, you can make an honest profitable, amazing living by providing value in a way that is not overly complicated. It's truly about connection. Oh my God. I love you. (laughs) It's just about connection. You're so my person in this world. This idea that it doesn't have to have all the bells and whistles. You don't have to compare yourself to somebody who's already running multi seven figure businesses on three different continents. Who the heck cares? Wherever you are right now, if you have results in your own life or if you've gotten results for two other people, your sister, your best friend, that is great. And there is going to be a tribe of people who wants to hear it from you at the level where you are. So you don't need to compare yourself to these other people. Um, But everything in my life that I've ever done has been that. When I started a podcast a year ago, Did I ever think that one year later, literally I started in January 2017, in 2018, Apple's like, here's our favorite shows. Number one, Kathy Heller, Don't Keep Your Day Job. Number two, Oprah, Super Soul Sunday. Number five, Tim Ferriss. Like, I didn't have it dialed in. I didn't have the right equipment. I didn't have the right guests. I just started. It's incredible what happens when you have the courage to be a mess and do it anyway. So thank you for saying that. Okay. So what's the third yes. step? Okay. So at this point, we've kind of identified the who, what, why. You've got your website going. You've built your audience to you know a pretty decent place. And by decent, I mean you have enough of an audience to support your product. And what we're doing in, in the second phase that I didn't even mention yet is you're working towards what I like to call minimum viable income. Okay. So everybody has their own definition of minimum viable income. It's basically that number that you need to hit month after month in order for whatever you're working on to become your main thing. So you're side hustling for a while in most cases. What is that number for you? It's very you know individual based on where you live and if you have a family and all that good stuff. But when you get to that point where you're consistent 
constantly bringing in what you need to not live the lavish life, but to keep the lights on and keep food on the table. We move into phase three, which is all about sustainability and scaling. Because if you get to this point in business building, you'll quickly realize that things get kind of crazy. The plates are spinning. Uh, you know, there you kind of have these dips in revenue, these peaks and valleys. You might have an amazing month and then you're like low again. So the third phase is all about how, you know, answers questions like, how do I scale this? How do I hire somebody? Who do I hire? When do I hire? How do I make this sustainable for me? Because you really can't stay in hustle, hustle mode for your whole life. And none of us are, you know, getting into business building to live that way. So you do reach a point in your business where it's all about giving yourself a sustainable plan so that you can continue and kind of ride off into the sunset with your business and up level to the point where you're able to have a few people on your team to make things run smoothly versus, you know, always kind of trying to shoestring everything. So that third phase is really just about building for the long term uh, once you kind of get a bit of solid footing. So great. Amazing. And yeah, I feel like that covers so, so much of it. So this has been super great so far, but let's hit pause for a quick break so we can thank a couple more of our awesome sponsors. For a lot of us, the problem with eating well is that it usually requires cooking, and that takes up a lot of time. Realistically, I'd rather be spending that time doing anything but cooking. That's why Daily Harvest is the perfect solution. It's healthy, it doesn't require any real cooking, and hardly takes up any time. That means I have more time to do the things I want to be doing, like hanging out with my kids, or taking a walk, or working on the podcast. Daily Harvest delivers perfectly proportioned frozen superfood eats straight to your door with your choice of smoothies, soups, breakfast bowls, or plant-based sundaes. So I tried Daily Harvest and I loved it. My husband loved it. My kids loved it. Um, there's a banana and green smoothie, an apple and green smoothie, so much good stuff. Store your Daily Harvest cups in the freezer until you're ready to make one. Preparing each cup is insanely easy. You just add water or coconut or almond milk if you're feeling fancy and you blend it or heat it. Smoothies take 30 seconds. Soups are ready in five minutes and things like overnight oats and chia parfaits can literally be made in your sleep. Daily Harvest produce is organic and unrefined and looks as good as it tastes. You can actually see all the whole ingredients when you open up the cup. Things like cacao nibs, chunks of mango, whole raspberries, pumpkin seeds, and coconut meat. Daily Harvest is the fast most convenient way to up your fruit and vegetable intake without having to put in the work that usually comes with eating more fruits and vegetables. So start today by going to daily-harvest.com and enter promo code DREAMJOB to get three items free in your first box. That's promo code DREAMJOB for three free Daily Harvest cups at daily-harvest.com, daily-harvest.com. And the promo code is DREAMJOB. Today's episode is brought to you by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning platform with over 18,000 classes in business, marketing, entrepreneurship, technology, and much more. Whether you're trying to deepen your professional skill set, start a side hustle, or build your own business, Skillshare will keep you learning in 2018 and beyond. Oh my gosh, Skillshare is incredible. I'm one of those people, I don't like to have just like unproductive time. But what I love about Skillshare is I go on there and there's so much stuff that I can do in my downtime that's like so helpful. You can take classes in street photography, email marketing, uh, logo design, so much cool stuff. I love it. There's stuff in hand lettering. There's stuff in how to make videos. I've used a lot of it. I think you guys are going to love it too. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for my listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. That's right. Skillshare is offering Don't Keep Your Day Job listeners two months of unlimited access to over 18,000 classes for just 99 cents. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash dreamjob. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash dreamjob to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash dreamjob. All right, back to the episode. 
I do want to go back because I know that one of your secret sauces is being super productive and all of all of the things that you just said, really people are going to listen and go, oh my God, I want to do that. I want to do this. And yes, that makes so much sense. How the heck do I find the time? I'm busy. I have a day job. I have a kid. I have a sick parent. You know, whatever it is, people are really busy and it's hard sometimes. You feel like that isn't an excuse. You feel like it's just a fact and I don't know how to work around it. So tell us what you were hinting at about being more productive. How do you plan your week? How do you do that in a way where you can find more hours that you don't feel like yes, you Yes, this is like my favorite question. So thank you for asking it because I've been working with entrepreneurs for three years now. So the thing that I just kept hearing over and over and I continue to hear it, questions like, how do I know which thing to do when? Or how do I get to the end of the yeah. day? It's 5 p.m., 7 p.m. in some cases, 10 p.m. And I've been busy all day long, jumping from thing to thing. And I feel like I have totally. nothing to show for it. And it's so frustrating. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so yeah. frustrating because all of us have been there. And I'm one of these people, I've always been interested in productivity and I've pretty much bought every product under the sun. I've got every version of paper planners that are out there. I've tried digital products like Trello and Asana. I've tried the Pomodoro method. I've tried rewards-based system, like letting myself buy a pair of yoga pants if I do a certain amount of things. Yeah, I've done all this too. <laughs> and nothing really worked for me. Uh, nothing really stuck until I just threw it all out and developed my own system, which I call the 15-minute planner method. And if you're like, oh my God, I want that, it's you can grab it for free. It's at courageandclarity.com slash plan. It's just a download. And just like fair warning, it's literally photos of my notebook because I do this with a pen and paper. And uh, the reason for that is just because I've had to wind it back from buying all the fancy tools. I realized it's not really about the tools. It's about the, you know, what you're actually doing to help the rubber meet the road, how to actually get stuff done. So the the premise, like the main crux of this system, it's a four-step process. But the, the real problem that I see and that I've observed in myself like a million times over, that feeling of jumping from thing to thing, of doing a lot and never getting enough done, it's because, have you ever heard this before? This is an analogy that I, I think I originally heard about this. Maybe it was from Stephen Covey, this idea that if you have a jar and if you have rocks, pebbles, and sand, that if you put them in in a random order, you literally literally can't close the jar. But if you put the same amount of rocks, pebbles, and sand into a jar by putting in the rocks first, and then the pebbles, kind of shaking it up a little bit, letting them fall into the cracks, and then you top it off with sand, again, shaking it, letting them kind of trickle into the cracks, you are actually able to close the lid on the jar. And the idea behind this little analogy, this little demo that actually works in real life, you can try it, is it's about doing the right things at the right time. So what ends up happening the problem, just to carry the analogy, is if the rocks are like our commitments, they're the big things on our calendar, the deadlines, the client meetings, the interviews, the things that we have committed to, we know we're going to do those every week because we told somebody that we would. Those are your rocks. And then you've got sand. Sand is all of your admin stuff. It's the email. It's the social media. It's the whatever. All the things that are urgent, that are pinging you in the face, like you get to the bottom of your inbox and it all just starts over again. This is you have your rocks, which are commitments. Then you have the sand, which is the admin work. What ends up happening is people are just doing rock, sand, rock, sand, rock, sand all day. And then you've got these pebbles and they don't go anywhere in the jar. This is the whole problem. The pebbles are your growth-based actions. They are things that will build. They ask the question, 
do does this grow my audience? Does this grow my revenue, my product, or does this grow my my learning, my skill set? And of course, like I'm sure, I mean, speaking from my own experience, and I'm sure you guys can all resonate with this. Those are the things that get relegated to the back burner. Like, oh, I don't have time to build my audience. I don't have time to write a blog post or to email my newsletter or to make that course that I've dreamt about making for weeks and weeks now because I'm always putting out fires. So this system is really optimized to you know, to really put the growth-based actions into your week before you do this, the, the admin work, the email. The email like blasts you in the face all the time with the, the pinging notification. So part of this is actually checking our own boundaries and asking ourselves, you know, what can I do to, you know, take a step back from these, these items that are urgent, sometimes important, but a lot of times they're not that important. Like that newsletter that you got from Gary Vaynerchuk can wait until tomorrow, right? So it's like, how do we actually take back our own calendar and look at the actions that are going to move our business forward and fight to prioritize those? So that's kind of what has revolutionized my own productivity is, yes, I always fulfill my commitments to people. Those are my rocks. But then I move on to the pebbles. I ask myself, how am I going to make money this week? How am I going to grow my audience this week? How am I going to grow my skill set? And like by hook or by crook, I am making sure that I have time in my calendar for those things that are going to grow me or else that that business is just not going to move forward. The saddest thing about this to me, you know, again, if we if we don't have time for the growth-based actions, again, we talked earlier about how audience and product are the engine. It's no surprise that without an engine, the car doesn't move. So what happens is people's businesses don't progress. Years go by in some cases. And the saddest thing to me is people end up looking at that and they say, I guess I just don't have what it takes. Or I guess my idea is just not that good. That's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so then what ends up happening is like people give up and it, it's it's the biggest bummer just because it's I find nine times out of 10, it's not a shortage of talent. It's just a, a misprioritization. So when you can really start to pass everything through the filter of, is this going to grow? Things really start to change. So if you're in this position where you just feel like you haven't been able to get the wheels turning, um, I always tell people like, don't, don't just chalk it up to you not being enough or having enough or being good enough to do it. I can't even think of a situation where that was the case. Uh, it's usually has to do with just not having enough time in the calendar to really work on the things that are going to, to move the car forward. How long would you give something before you're like, maybe it's the product or maybe I'm not supposed to be doing this? Like people, you know, are going to sometimes give up, but then there's going to be other people who aren't giving up. They're super persistent and still not happening. How do you know when it's time to change gears and do maybe to try Mm, something else? Yeah, this is a a great question. I think there's a, a a lot of different ways to measure it. And oftentimes it depends, I think, on on the type of person you are. I know some people are super into analytics and looking at, you know, what's generating traffic or what's generating sales. Uh, If you put something out there and it's not selling, obviously there's a problem that needs some troubleshooting. And again, it could be a product problem. The The product could be off or it might not be the product. It might be that you haven't targeted the right audience, that you're, you know, putting, you're marketing this to an audience that is, doesn't actually quite need that thing. So that's one way to, to look at it, I think, is by measuring. But for me, what, you know, and maybe I'm just more of like a, I lean a little bit towards the intuitive side of things. 
I always bring it back to connection. I can tell when something is clicking with my audience because I'm hearing from them. They're engaging in some way. And in your business, that might you know be different. For me, I, I do have a group on Facebook and that has been honestly a godsend. And it's something that I resisted for the longest time because I was like, oh man, you're telling me I have to be on Facebook. But it is nice to have some kind of, you know, test ground. And that's been that for me. But I know for other people, they look at, you know, am I getting email responses to like my newsletter? If you're putting out weekly content and you're just not hearing anything, you know, maybe it's just not quite connecting for people. So I think that's the question I often ask is like, do I feel like I'm striking a chord? Am I getting any kind of feedback or people raising their hand and trying to connect with me? And if not, then I think it always goes back to what we talked about, which is take it back to the customer. And, and, you know, again, instead of judging yourself and saying like, maybe I just don't have what it takes or I'm no good. It's generally like, you know what? I might just be missing the mark here. Maybe the product is excellent and the way it's being marketed is off. Maybe you're not like, this actually just happened. Somebody came up to me. uh, I gave a talk this past weekend and uh, it was about customer conversations and how to do them. And, And one of the people in the audience came up to me and she said, oh my gosh, I just realized after your talk, why I'm not getting sales. I like, she's marketing her program as like the self mastery program. She's like, I just realized people who I want to work with probably have no idea what that is. And that's exactly it. It's like self mastery is a term that's, that's a good point. Yeah. It's like, that's a term that's probably used by people who are further down the journey. Maybe it's a life coaching term or something. But if I'm like really needing help, I might not like, that's not really aiming at exactly what it is that I need. Maybe what I need is to figure out how to move my life forward and, and, and end up in a job that I love. Like maybe that's the wording that I need to hear. So I think when something isn't working, always taking it back to the customers, having those conversations, studying your customer and what what words they use and what they're asking for and and checking that against your product and your message and, and making sure that you're really hitting on that for people. Yeah, that's awesome. Gosh, I feel like we covered so much stuff today. I can see why people love you. I can see why people get so much value out of what you're saying, not just because everything you're saying is like packed with helpful information, but you're so easy to like listen to. You're so enthusiastic and you're just so like approachable and accessible. So thank you. Thank you for being here and adding all thank this. Thank you. Um, why don't you tell us where people can find yes, you? Yes, please. And thank you so much for having me on. I I feel the same way about you. It's been a lovely to connect with you. Oh, <laughs> so for finding me, uh, like I said, you can go to courageandclarity.com slash plan if you want to grab that 15-minute planner method. I also have the podcast, Courage and Clarity. You can search it in iTunes or your um, podcast app of choice, or just go to courageandclarity.com to, to check out the latest episode. Amazing. And in summing up, I feel like people are going to walk away and they're going to be like, so there was amazing stuff here. And yet I come up against this part of myself that doubts mm. myself. I come up against the part of myself that is critical. And I feel like we could have all the right sort of like tools. And like you said, it's got to be one part like real brass yeah. tax knowledge and the other part has to do with like feeling inspired. And so I'm wondering like what you want to leave everybody with. Like, you know, what do you want to say that you think might help them to have the courage to try or to start or to do the next thing, even though they've been disappointed or they feel like they're not really all that in a bag of chips. Absolutely. So one of the things that I think all of us have felt is that lack of clarity, right? You're sort of like, I have this idea 
or this gut instinct that I want to build something that I care about that can sustain me, that can give me the life that I want without sucking my soul. But I can't see the whole picture. Like I feel like every time I see it, it slips through my through my fingers, right? And uh, what ends up happening is a lot of people, I think, for good reason, I totally get it, will try to search for that clarity, to try to search for that crisp image, like coming into focus before starting. And you actually said it, Kathy, with with starting your podcast. You were like, you know, I, I didn't have the perfect guest or the perfect know-how. I just started. And what I've learned, if it's one thing I've learned about business building in the past few years, it's that clarity comes from action, not the other way around, right? So clarity comes from actually doing stuff. You cannot wait to take action for clarity to find you first because you're going to be waiting a heck of a long time. It's that idea of taking that first step and then the next one and then the next one. And I know it can feel like stumbling around in the dark, but you know, you just got to feel along the wall sometimes <laughs> to try to find your way in the dark That's or right. try to like, you know, maybe have that little flashlight, but it's all about just taking that next step and then asking yourself, what's the next one? What's the next one? What's the next one? That would be the biggest thing I'd say is is clarity comes from action. And then the second thing is don't do it alone. Don't try to do this alone. Um, community is huge. Find a community that works for you, whether it's a mastermind group or it's a Facebook group or it's an Instagram pod or a local meetup, whatever it is, this whole entrepreneurial thing, it can be really isolating, especially you know hiding behind the computer all day. So for me, some of the best things have happened for me when I've gotten out from behind the screen and actually connected with people. So don't underestimate uh, the value of community. So if you're not already, you know, connecting with people, find that, find that. Cause it can be, it can be really life-changing. You're the best. I'm so glad that you were on this show. I loved it. Thank you for all your time. And, um, I know that this is just the beginning cause we're going to like, uh, we're going to keep connecting. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh. I can talk to Stephanie for hours. Okay. So here are some takeaways. Number one, we need both vision and process, courage and clarity. Number two, success is only meaningful when it's rooted in your own definition. Number three, figure out what you do, who you do it for and why. Number four, we want transformations, not just solutions. Number five, create a story behind your product. What's the why behind the why? Number six, we all need the painkillers and the vitamins. Number seven, Audience building requires connecting with customers and having a place to showcase it. Number eight, launch an MVP, a minimum viable product. It doesn't have to be so complicated to generate success. Number nine, work towards a minimum viable income and learn to be sustainable and scalable. You can't stay in hustle mode forever. Number 10, put in the pebbles before the sand. Do the growth-based actions before the admin work. That email can wait. Number 11, clarity comes from action, from actually taking the first step and the next one. Number 12, don't underestimate the value of community. You don't have to do this alone. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Thank you so much for finding me on Instagram and sending me those messages. You make me feel like I am not crazy, like I'm not alone. You make me feel like I'm doing something great in the world. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can reach me at kathy.heller, C-A-T-H-Y dot H-E-L-L-E-R. Come and find me. I answer all my DMs. I read all of your messages. I'm so proud of so many of you taking these leaps. The world needs you. You're going to make such a difference. Keep going. And by putting one foot in front of the other, I swear you're going to stand out and amazing things are going to happen. And I want to hear about it. So message me, tell me what's going on. And if you're interested in being a part of 
the challenge I'm about to do. If you're interested in finding out what the heck is this course that she's working on, then go to the show notes on iTunes or go to the show notes on don'tkeepyourdayjob.com and look at this episode and sign up because you will be in the know when I am running this challenge. We're going to have so much fun and you'll be in the know when I release the course and everything else I'm working on. I love you. I hope you guys have a great week. If you like this episode, please share it with somebody and just keep believing in yourself. Keep being a little bit kinder to yourself. Have a good one. I'll talk to you next week. The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com. Thank you.